All right. Um, so this presentation is for CARES Act funding, um, round two. And we are pleased to have um, a number of new applicants this year and are encouraging um, additional applications for the second round opportunity of CARES Act funding. Today, we're going to be going over the um, an overview of Loudoun's CARES Act funding, um, an overview of the eligibility criteria, what um, the county is prepared to fund in terms of programs, an application overview, and then the expectations for reporting. A little bit of background on the Loudoun County CARES Act funding. Uh, the county received its second allocation of CARES Act funding from the state of Virginia uh, on September 1st. We received the same amount um, as our first round, which was about $36 million. The CARES Act funds can be used for um, direct or second order effects um, of the pandemic. That includes public health needs, um, service disruption or economic supports to residents, uh, second order effects such as economic um, payments or um, affected interruptions, anything that has been impacted kind of um, economically. Uh, what we are unable to fund, what we are unable to fund is um, revenue or donation losses. So that's going to be very important as we consider what the programs are and in what ways we are able to fund eligible expenses. So the CARES Act provides payments from the fund um, that can be used to cover costs that are necessary expenditures incurred due to the public health emergency. This is very important. These are unbudgeted expenses that you've incurred, your organizations have incurred as a result of the pandemic. They would not be accounted for in the budget that was most recently approved as of March 27th, uh, 2020, which is the date of enactment for the CARES Act funds. We also um, are accepting any unbudgeted expenses that were incurred during the period that begins March 1st and ends on December 30th. So there are opportunities for back payment or for um, forward-looking payments related to opportunities. Eligibility criteria for this funding does require good standing with the state of Virginia, also proof of nonprofit status, and after consulting with the county attorney's office, we are um, requiring 501c3 status for your proof of nonprofit status. Additionally, the county may request W-9s in order to set your organization up as a vendor in our system. This is a requirement of our accounting um, system that we have for tax purposes. There are four programs that the county is prepared to fund with CARES Act funding. The first is food assistance. And this is um, assistance that specifically focuses on food distribution for residents throughout the county and is specifically aimed at the food expenses only. Uh, we also have a service expansion program where you are increasing the number of services or increasing the number of clients that you currently serve as a result of the pandemic. 
The service interruption program is for those organizations who may have seen a decline or may have seen um, losses in their services due to the pandemic, whether that be service interruption while transitioning to technology or telework um, or a decline in clients as a result of um, technology barriers related to services. And the last is service continuity. This is the program that would be related to those who may have a sustained um, a continuous service level throughout the pandemic, but have incurred extra costs as, a re as they relate to the COVID um, expenses. So you may not have seen any service increases or decreases, but you have seen expenses related to uh, the pandemic that are not accounted for in your budget. For organizations that have a broad range of services, we are um, allowing for food assistance and expansion jointly um, applications. So you can actually apply for food assistance and expansion. Otherwise, you would apply for only one of the programs. The services can include both direct and indirect um, services. So if you are providing services directly to clients, those services would apply. If you are an indirect um, client service, then you also could apply for some of those. So if you are a referral service or a connection um, between other service providers, that would also count for CARES Act funding. And I'm going to pause there um, for any questions that may be in the chat box. There are no questions in the chat. All right. Then we will continue. Uh, round two applications have been streamlined um, as a result of feedback from our nonprofit partners um, who were round one recipients. So we have streamlined the application process that really just requires um, financial statements, service descriptions, um, your spending plan with a budget narrative, and then proof of your nonprofit status. Your application can be accessed online on the Loudoun County website. The materials can be found at the Grant Opportunities page and will be updated tomorrow. Um, the application opens tomorrow and closes September 30th. And then we will walk through um, the application so you're able to, to see the application up close and maybe ask some questions related to the, the application process. We will say that there are um, some required documents that you must have in order to be considered for funding. The first is the last six months of your organization's financials. This is to support the claims for expenses that you're providing to us. So if you are applying for service expansion, we would like to see what the financials reflect in terms of added costs due to expansion. If you're applying for service interruption funds, we would like to see what costs you're incurring maybe due to a pivot or due to service interruptions. If you are applying for service interruption funding, we would also need written attestation from board or, 
board or directors, um, any leadership role so that we have that attestation for our files and reporting to the state and the federal government. We also will require any organization that receives funding to sign a certification for our required reporting um, to the federal government. This is something that's really important as many um, communications from the treasury um, are very quick turnarounds. So we do need to make sure that reporting is accurate and timely. Um, and those reports are going to be due in um, October and at the end of the, the funding cycle, which is at the end of December. Some required reporting, just to give you a sense of what the required reporting will look like. Um, once you apply for and receive your funds, you will be required to submit a report that looks similar to the one on the screen. As you can see, we have what was proposed and then any revisions that you would be making as a result of the award amount. In round one, no organization received 100% of their request. Um, we tried to provide as many organizations with funding as possible. So we had to decrease the amount that each organization received. So what we are suggesting is that you put your proposed, what was actually proposed in your budget, how you've revised it, and then how it's being spent into your reports. These are required for CARES Act funding, as well as um, any accompanying documentation. So if you are requesting salaries or operating expenses, we will need to see invoices or salary sheets, um, personnel sheets to, to justify and document where those um, expenses are coming from. This is a federal requirement um, that we keep these records and that you as the organization, the subrecipient, keep these records for five years um, in the event that we would be audited. I'm going to pause there to see if there are any additional questions. We have two questions in the chat box. Okay. One is, is this different than Federal CARES Act funding? If you receive federal funding, are you eligible for this Loudoun County fund funding? That's a great question. Um, so if you received federal funding directly from um, the, the federal government, you can still receive CARES Act funding um, through Loudoun County. What we will need to check is that there is no duplication of services. So um, if you are extending your services or expanding operations and you've used federal dollars uh, for baseline operations and want to use Loudoun County federal dollars for expanding that, that would be acceptable. So the, the question, um, they received PPE funding. Yes. Was the, the federal CARES. Yes. Yeah. So you would be eligible to receive Loudoun County CARES Act funding. Yes. 
So the second question, um, in round one, rent abatement for space that can't be used due to the pandemic and CDC guidelines was not eligible. Is this still the case? Um, yes, it is still the case. Um, that is something that has not changed in the federal guidance. And um, we will continue to update the, the grantees um, as it relates to the federal guidance, but um, in terms of rent abatement, that has not changed. Okay, we have one more question. Um, must the nonprofit have an office in Loudoun County? Is it enough to service Loudoun residents? So we do not require that the organization have a physical office in Loudoun County, but we do have an expectation that the organization is already serving Loudoun residents. The CARES Act funding is not to be used for um, upstart funds or, or any kind of startup materials. So we do have the expectation that the organization is currently functioning and operating to support Loudoun residents. Any other questions? Um, one just came in, will you provide a list of allowable costs? Yes, um, the, the federal guidance has allowable expenses as well as um, frequently asked questions and those will all be posted to the website. Um, we can also provide those to everyone who signed up on the webinar via email and you can look through the eligible expenses. Um, we have not expanded any of the eligibility um, criteria for the expenses. So what we are expecting of organizations is also what um, the county is held to. So we will send those. All right. And I am, so, oh, go ahead. Do, do we wanna go on with the, um, or do you wanna answer questions? Um, let's pause for a brief okay. moment and I'm for some reason having difficulty getting my computer to work. Um, here we go. So I do want to share with you the application and um, give you a sense of, of what is going to be required for the submission. So I'm going to pull this over. So if this is just an example of the service expansion funding application, you see there are five parts um, in the application itself. All of the information that's required has an asterisk next to it. Um, if you are a new applicant or if you are an applicant who did not receive CARES Act funding in round one, you would just state no, um, that you did not receive any funds. And then it will pre-populate the questions that are necessary. Uh, the very first question that's of real importance to us is, is describing your request. So this is a brief one sentence description of what you're requesting in terms of CARES Act funding. So this would be related to your service and the number of clients that is related to the cost or expense that you're going to request. So for instance, um, if you're a nonprofit who works with rental assistance or housing assistance, you would state we are requesting $50,000 for rental assistance to expand our services to 
um, new locations in Loudoun County. So something very brief like that, that provides a snapshot of what we're looking for. Part two is a further description of your service. We would like to know in what ways you're either expanding or have had interruptions or are continuing your, your services. So you can just select from the, the menu here about what would be either increasing or decreasing. And then we would like a, a further description of the services that you would be providing. And this description should provide enough detail that someone who's unfamiliar with your organization can read it and understand what services you're providing. And so um, if you are providing, let's say, um, health supplies to, um, to low-income housing residents, for instance, you would want to state what health supplies you are providing to these residents, what your requirements are for providing those supplies, and where those residents are located. So do you have multiple satellite um, offices? Do you have multiple hubs or partners that you provide the, the supplies to and then they um, distribute the supplies? Uh, in what ways are you able to describe exactly what you're going to be using with these CARES Act funds? Okay. The next part of the application is specifically requesting any awards that you've received as part of other federal programs. So in Loudoun County, we actually have a number of programs where federal flow through dollars have been used um, either directly or indirectly. So if you have received or um, have been awarded and not yet received, um, anything from these organizations, you would just need to list the amount of the award. Essentially, this helps us to track um, that we are not duplicating efforts and that we are not duplicating services, which is a federal requirement. We then go to the itemized spending plan. And here, what we're looking for is um, a brief breakdown of all the expenses for which you're requesting funds. And this is really important as we don't need to know all of your operations or salaries or supplies that it takes to actually run your service. What we're looking for is a match between what you're requesting in the table and the overall CARES Act funding request below. So those would need to match. Um, the totals from your columns should match the total funding requested. We also, um, as a part of the application, would like to know um, exactly what the funds are going to be used for. So this is a budget justification specifically um, as it relates to line items in the budget. So again, a brief couple of sentences so that we know where those funds are going um, and how these expenses will be eligible.
just a couple of other pages here. If you are going to be asking for salaries, um, we would like to know the number of employees that would be funded through CARES Act dollars. Um, if you're not going to be requesting salaries, um, it is not a requirement that you complete this. But um, if you are requesting salaries, we do want to know and should see a correlation between the number of staff and the salaries in your spending plan so that we are able to then um, look at the demonstration of the spending over time. We also will require three years of 990s um, if you have only um, 2017, 2018 available, that's fine. We, we have heard from some that you still haven't um, completed the, the 2019, whether it be through an extension, but we, we will require 990s. And then this is where you would upload your monthly financial statements. Again, we do require six months of financial statements to be able to examine to correlate with your services. All right, the last page is really um, for uploading information and if there's any additional um, attachments that you would like to provide. So we do need a 501c3 designation letter, a W-9 form if you've never done business with the county. This allows up, us to set you up as a vendor in the system. And then we just need an email address for who your authorizing official is. That would be the person that then receives um, the application overview and confirmation. And that is a very, very brief overview of the application itself. And I will pause there for questions. We do have a couple additional questions. Uh, if the number of clients is reduced, Due to administration decision to close borders, does this qualify as a health reason? Hmm. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I think we would need to examine that a little further to, to better understand what the request would be. Um, so, for instance, if the request is to replace revenue of those lower totals of clients, then that would not be an allowable expense. If it is to um, provide different types of services as, a, as they relate to your clients, then that would be an eligible expense. But um, if there are additional questions or some follow-up needed for that, we can certainly respond. What is the maximum grant amount? There is no maximum amount. Um, this is different from other counties. Loudoun County has not put a maximum amount on the nonprofit organization um, grants because we know the need is great. Um, and we, while we want to fund as many as we can, we also know that putting a cap on any um, any requests will not do as much good as it could. So we are not capping the requests. However, we will say um, that you may not receive 100% of your funding. Um, 
So just keep that in mind. The next is, can we request to purchase a POC um, point of care? I'm assuming that is COVID testing equipment, which is less than $5,000. This would allow us to provide a COVID test provide COVID test results to the patients in 15 to 20 minutes as compared to sending the test to outside labs? Mm, that's a good question. Um, so an eligible expense is any public health related um, expense or something that's documentable and related to COVID. So certainly that would apply. Great. The next is, do you need six months financial statements by month or can we just provide January through June combined financial reports? Another good question. Um, we did require monthly financial statements in round one. However, we did discover that some were estimates um, for monthly financials. So you may submit your closeout um, of six months worth of financials. We may have additional follow-up though on monthly estimates. Okay. As a 501c3 nonprofit religious organization, we don't file 990s. How do we address that question? Uh, that is something that you can work with county staff on. Um, the main requirement is that you do have 501c3 status. Um, so we can work with you to complete the application without the 90s. Um, the next, what happens if you only have 2019 990 is rent an accepted expense? Good question. Um, if you are a newer nonprofit um, in good standing and don't have previous 990s, then um, it's acceptable. We do not want to um, decline any nonprofit from applying um, that would be eligible. So certainly if you're a newer nonprofit, you would provide the 990s that you have available. Um, and what was the second part of that question? I'm sorry. That's okay. Is rent an accepted expense? Mm. So rent would be an accepted expense if it was not already budgeted as of March 27th. Um, so the, the CARES Act is very clear that if expenses were already budgeted in the organization's um, most recent budget as of March 27th, then the organization cannot request those as COVID-related expenses. So um, if it was something that was already in the budget, then it would not be an allowable expense. Okay. And then we had another question regarding um, not 990s not being required for the organization. So we've addressed that. Mm -hmm. And then the last one um, to date, what are examples of accepted expenses for service interruption if revenue loss is not accepted? Sure. So um, service interruption requests could be um, salaries or um, dis uh, salary or unemployment insurance um, for employees. It can also be um, costs related to converting to either teleservices or teleworking, 
where you may have had a service interruption, but are now pivoting and taking on clients in a new way. Um, it could also include um, equipment that may be necessary to start services back up. So let's say you've had to interrupt your services because they're only done in person. Um, the, the CARES Act funds would allow for equipment or um, personal safety um, equipment and supplies that would get your organization and your services back up and running after they've been interrupted. So, so those are some examples of interruption funds that would be eligible. Great. And one more. Um, if we do not have 2019-990 yet, can we provide 2016, 17, and 18-990s? Yes. That's all in the chat box so far. Okay. Well, um, we, we, we do have one additional that just okay. came in if we want to answer that. Sure. Um, going back to rent expenses, mm -hmm. going back to rent expenses, if services were interrupted because of COVID and the organization has fixed operating costs, rent, utilities, vehicles, vehicle leases that need to be paid, would these be eligible? Uh, so if the organization had budgeted for that before March 27th, then they would not be eligible. Um, however, there are opportunities to think about ways that you can look at your program expenses. I know that many organizations have um, had to pivot and move funds around in order to, to simply keep the lights on. So um, if there are other program expenses that are COVID related where you think that would be necessary, um, then certainly program expenses would be required. But if it was budgeted as of March 27th, um, we're unable to, to accommodate that request. That's all in the chat right now. Okay. All right, well, let's go ahead and finish up the um, with the timeline. And so while this is round two, CARES Act funding, um, the, the deadline to expend all funds is still December 30th. So um, we are understanding um, that time is of the essence. So we have adjusted our application process to accommodate a rolling application. So we will assess um, and review applications as they come in until September 30th. So you, as an organization, can submit an application and know fairly quickly whether or not you've been awarded and how much. So, um, you know, this could be prior to the deadline of September 30th, but there is that final deadline where we will not accept any additional applications and that's September 30th. Because the um, deadline to expend all funds is December 30th. We do need final reports due um, on January 4th. Again, we know this is a quick turnaround, but this is something that's required of the county to then report to the Commonwealth and then up to the, the federal government. So 
the state's reporting is actually due on January 11th, um, which means the county has to report to the state prior to that. So if you're backfilling deadlines, um, the, the latest we can accept final reports is January 4th. Um, we will then compile those and submit them on behalf of the county to the state, and then the state will report to the federal government. All right, and with that, um, you can contact us, um, either Barb or myself, with additional questions. You can also um, send an email to nonprofits at loudon.gov. And with that, I will stop the recording and we can open up the, the phone lines or the lines for conversation. <laughs>